Welcome to the New Moon Meditation Meeting. This Wednesday of January 13th, 2021. The theme for reflection will be sharing in the difficult times of the pandemic. Right human relations is one of the most important means of solving the problems of humanity. And the establishment of right human relations is intimately associated with the work of the new group of well service. The work of the new group of well service can most clearly be seen in the application of spiritual energies to enhance cooperation and sharing. Two of the essential principles of right human relations. During these difficult and dangerous times of the pandemic, the practice of giving and sharing sustenance has quietly been gaining momentum on many different fronts. One area that will be explored is the organizing and sharing of data by the open data movement, looking particularly at the coordinating role of the United Nations Agency, the World Health Organization. Another area of notable mention only where sharing is in evidence is in the rise of actions flowing from mental and psychologically sensitive empathy. This can be seen in all areas affecting the problems of humanity. From race relations and education through to economics and religion. At this moment, let us all sound the affirmation of the disciple. And at the end of it, sound the Om. Slowly, but intently, the affirmation of the disciple. I am a point of light within a greater light. I am a strand of loving energy within the stream of love divine. I am a point of sacrificial fire focused within the fiery wheel of God and thus I stand. I am a way by which men may achieve. I am a source of strength, enabling them to stand. I am a beam of light shining upon their way. And thus I stand. And standing thus revolve and tread this way <clears throat> the ways of men and women and know the ways of God and thus I stand.
sharing in the times of the pandemic. Sharing during this pandemic has been quietly proceeding in the area or field of data collection, organization, and usage known as open data movement. Its activity is well described in the publication by healthaffairs.org. And the quote will summarize some of the many contributions that open data has made in connection with the COVID-19 pandemic. The scale and diffuse impact of the global 2019 coronavirus pandemic is unprecedented in our lifetime. As of October 23rd, 2020, less than a year into the pandemic, there have been more than 41.7 million cases and more than 1 million deaths globally. Today, there are more than 91.3 million cases and more than 1.9 million deaths. Without a vaccine or widespread treatment access, the primary population-focused COVID-19 mitigation strategies are behavioral interventions, such as restricting population mobility and encouraging good hygiene, such as wearing facial coverings and washing hands frequently. These measures, we are told by the health experts, will still be needed hand in hand with the, wild, with the worldwide use of vaccines. With this background, we are all very much familiar. But what many are not aware of is one of the recent disciplines which has made possible the extraordinary availability of knowledge about the COVID-19 and the tremendous and fast research outcomes in the many different and varied fields of interest concerned with the COVID-19 pandemic. And this has to do with the idea of open data. Another quote provides further information about open data. There is one tool for the COVID-19 response that was not as robust in past pand pandemics, and that is open data. For about 15 years, a quiet open data revolution has led to the widespread availability of governmental data that are publicly accessible available in multiple formats, free of charge, and with unlimited use and distribution rights. The publication further goes on to give the reasons behind this or the practical motivating impulse inspiring its activity. It says, the underlying logic of open data's value is that the diverse users, including researchers, practitioners, journalists, application developers, entrepreneurs, and other stakeholders will synthesize the data in novel ways in order to develop new insights and applications. The publication goes on to identify specific products to help the public make informed decisions and stated that 
it is believed that these activities will in turn empower healthcare consumers and improve population health. The latitude of usage provided by the open data to the world is breathtaking. It is sharing on an unprecedented scale and it has encouraged participation on an unimaginable level and has speeded up the discovery and production of vaccines in cooperation with governments and financial groups, both public and private. The significant point does not only lie in appreciating the great usefulness and the example of open data as contributory to the establishment of right human relations, but also in recognizing a possible spiritual impulse motivating the open data practice. We may characterize it as a demonstration of unlimited devotion to sharing in a creative and intelligent manner on a truly global scale in order to solve a problem of humanity and ensure that the opportunities for the usage of the open data are sincere, inclusive, and open. In fact, the open data is offered on the basis of universality. This may be said to be part of the impulse motivating the open data movement. It is a principle of sharing which is mentally focused, intelligently considered and skillfully executed. It illustrates a true principle of circulation and it is like the functioning of the human heart, which Agni Yoga describes as an international organ. And through this open data movement, the substance of the heart is already permeating human intelligent action. Let us recognize another area of cooperation and sharing, which is at the heart of the worldwide or global vaccine effort. The triangle of cooperation between the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness in Innovations, CEPI, the Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunization, GAVI, and of course the World Health Organization, WHO. These three groups focus through COVAX and a little will be said about their contributions. COVAX is the result of an extraordinary and unique global collaboration with more than two thirds of the world engaged. COVAX has the world's largest and most diverse portfolio of COVID-19 vaccines and as such represents the world's best hope of bringing the acute phase of this pandemic to a swift end. COVAX is the vaccine pillar of the access to COVID-19 tools accelerator and is co-led by CEPI, CEPI, GAVI, and WHO, the World Health Organization, working in partnership with developed and developing country vaccine manufacturers, UNICEF, the World Bank, and all others. It is the only global initiative 
that is working with governments and manufacturers to ensure COVID-19 vaccines are available worldwide to both higher income and lower income countries. The next participating group with the World Health Organization is the GAVI, Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunization. The GAVI, the Vaccine Alliance, is a public-private partnership that helps vaccinate half of the world's children against some of the world's deadliest diseases. Since its inception in 2000, GAVI has helped immunize a whole generation, over 822 million children, and prevented more than 14 million deaths. It has helped to have the child mortality in 73 developing countries. GAVI also plays a key role in improving global health by supporting health system, as well as funding global stockpiles for Ebola, cholera, meningitis, yellow fever vaccines, and many more. After two decades of progress, GAVI is now focused on protecting the next generation and reaching the unvaccinated children still being left behind. Employing innovative finance and the latest technology from drones to biometrics to save million lives prevent outbreaks before they can spread and help countries on the road to self-sufficiency. We may learn more about Gavi at gavi.org. We come next to the CEPI, the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations. CEPI is an innovative partnership between public, private, philanthropic, and civil organizations. It was launched at Davos in 2017 to develop vaccines to stop future epidemics. CEPI has moved with great urgency and in coordination with the World Health Organization, WHO, in response to the emergence of COVID-19, CEPI has initiated 10 partnerships to develop vaccines against the novel coronavirus COVID-19 virus. The programs are leveraging rapid response platforms already supported by this group, as well as new partnerships. Before the emergence of COVID-19, CEPI priority diseases included Ebola virus, Lassa virus, Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome coronavirus, Nipah virus, Rift Valley fever and chikungunya virus. CEPI also invested in platform technologies that can be used for rapid vaccines and immunoprophylactic development against unknown pathogens characterized as disease X. Let's consider the World Health Organization. The World Health Organization, WHO, needs no introduction, but few words about its functions are in order. The World Health Organization provides global leadership in public health 
within the United Nations system. Founded in 1948, WHO works with 194 member states across six regions and from more than 150 offices to promote health, keep the world safe and serve the vulnerable. Its goals for 2019 to 2023 is to ensure that a billion more people have universal health coverage, to protect a billion more people from health emergencies and provide further billion people with better health and well-being. An important network of WHO is EPWIN, E-P-I-W-I-N. EPWIN is an amplification network designed to provide tailored, timely information to specific sectors within the goal of using their rapid information channels to reach employees and other decision makers. It is intended to be a two-way communication network that addresses key information needs while providing scientific evidence to disprove misinformation and fight infodemics. Infodemics are an excessive amount of information about a problem such as the new coronavirus COVID-19 that makes it difficult to identify a solution. Infodemics can spread misinformation and disinformation and rumors during a health emergency, which can hamper an effective response and create confusion and distrust among people. These are some encouraging demonstration of cooperation and sharing and evidence of unlimited devotion to human welfare. Relationship and devotion are two key words associated with the first and second initiations, which are vitally connected with world salvage. For initiation brings about an increasing capacity to understand the plan and therefore serve accordingly. The above examples also indicate that the plan is ready for immediate application and intelligent implementation. And while in the words of St. Paul, it appears that the whole of creation groans and travails in pain together until now, we also have the assurance that the workers are there and the power to work is adequate to the need. Thank you. Now, let us proceed to our meditation. Strengthening the hands of the new group of world servers. This meditation is used at the time of the new moon. Group fusion. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We recognize our place as a group within the heart center of the group of world service. Mentally extend a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy. 
the planetary heart center to the Christ, the heart of love within the hierarchy towards Shambhala, where the will of God is known. Higher interlude. Hold the mind focused for a few moments on the planetary role of the group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity. Responding to hierarchical impression and meditating the plan into existence. Meditation. Reflect on the seed thought through the impression and expression of certain great ideas. Humanity must be brought to the understanding of the fundamental ideals which will govern the new age. This is the major task of the group of world service.
Precipitation. Visualize the precipitation of the will to good, essential love throughout the planet, from Shambhala through the planetary heart, the hierarchy, through the Christ, the group of world servers through all men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world. And finally, through the hearts and minds of the whole human family. Lower interlude. Consider the many ways in which the power of the one life and the love of the one soul are working out in the world through members of the group of world servers. So building the thought form of solution to world problems. Thank you. 
distribution as the great invocation is sounded visualize the irradiation of human consciousness with light and love and power from the point of light within the mind of god let light stream forth into human minds let light descend on earth from the point of love within the heart of god let love stream forth into human hearts may the coming one return to earth from the center where the will of god is known let purpose guide all little human wills the purpose which the masters know and serve <clears throat> <clears throat> from the center which we call the human race let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells let light and love and power restore the plan on earth <clears throat> oh now we come to the discussion part of the presentation where anyone can contribute his or ideas and we have three formulated questions that may guide us but we're not limited to these questions. They are simply questions for reflections. 
One, how do an understanding of relationship and devotion help us to interpret and explain current world events and the human situation during the pandemic crisis? Two, as students of the ageless wisdom, we know that one can give on many different planes. What are some of the implications of this recognition in observing the growth of sharing in world processes? The last question. What lessons and opportunities for giving and sharing are being made available for the new group of world service and people of goodwill in general? You may offer your contributions. on these reflections. Hey, Emmanuel, just to jump in real quick, um, if anybody would like to share audibly, you can open their participants box and then click raise hand on the screen that appears. Okay. And we'll, we'll unmute you and you can share. Okay. Raise. Raise. Michael said raise, and let me see. Wow. Emmanuel, you, I don't think you have the raise hand function because you're a co-host. Okay. Everybody, everybody else will. Okay. So how do you do that? So there's a question from Steve. So Steve, I'm gonna unmute you. Okay, thanks, Michael. Can you hear me? Hi, Emmanuel. Hello, Steve. Hey, um, that was a very interesting um, reflection and I'm intrigued by the question, um, how, do an how does an understanding of devotion help us to interpret and explain current world events and the human situation during the pandemic crisis. I don't really have any thoughts to share, but I'd be interested to hear your thoughts um, on this. And then perhaps we can move from there because devotion, um, to interpret and explain current world events Perhaps, as I understand that question, the suggestion might be that as for those who experience devotion to the soul and say to the soul of a nation, um, you might expect there to be, first of all, an emotional response from that devotion of hurt when there's a crisis like a pandemic or any other crisis, um, hurt about the, because of devotion to the soul, hurt about the apparent 
um, all of the fire that goes on through evolution as the soul begins to take hold of its vehicle. Hmm. Okay. Uh, devotion is not rare. It's, it's common. The challenge is that quite often it's limited. And when it is so limited, it creates conflicts. The Tibetan gives a beautiful example of when a group of people are devoted to their nation, it could lead to challenges and conflicts in international relationships. So devotion is abundant. The problem, the challenges is always limited. And the goal is to expand devotion so that it embraces the world, to make the devotion inclusive, unbounded, so that even when the person is devoted to his or her nation, because of the inclusiveness of his or her devotion, he or she is also mindful of the relationship between his or her nation with other nations. In this case, devotion becomes a powerful force for establishing good relationship. When I'm devoted to my group alone, to my tribe alone, to my nation alone, to my idea alone, the same energy which can be used to motivate world progress becomes calcified, limited, and it creates problem within that unit. And in the group form, it can lead to very challenging circumstances. So the devotion, which is common, is not the devotion we are talking about, but so to say a new age devotion qualified by the qualities of Aquarius. Aquarius which pours the water, carries the picture and pours the water unreservedly to the whole of humanity. This is the devotion that can help us to explain and interpret the current world event, because then the world problems becomes our devoted concern, while at the same time recognizing the needs of our tribes, our groups, our nations. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very, you're, you're right, because also there's the lower devotion, but then the and part of the issue with the coronavirus and certainly the theme you've been discussing which i've been thinking about listening to you is the devotion to ideals um particularly about vaccine and that's a very inter real issue and i think also for our community um it, so moving into an area a very sixth ray area that replaces scientific thinking or rational thinking um, and a willingness to engage in discussion, replaces that with devotion to an ideal where there's absolutely no openness to anything other than one's, um, you know, ideal, which for um, some people and particularly in a sort of alternative movements, uh, a devotion to 
first of all, an antagonism to orthodox science and orthodox medicine, um, and also a devotion to an ideal about what medicine and healing should be. Um, and, and then that devotion is a serious source of the problem because it prevents a real engagement with science. And it, it seems to me to go against seventh-ray thinking, um, which seeks to see the balance between spirit and matter and is, has a certain humility to it in a willingness to engage with others who share a devotion to the common good. Indeed. I, uh, yeah. Yes, indeed. And, 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 and Michael has posted something on devotion. He says, the word of power for the sixth ray of devotion and idealism is translated as the highest light controls. Devotion must transcend all types of materialism, gross and subtle. Good, yeah. Clint Calvin to everyone says, the vaccines are going to have to be made available to everyone in the world freely. If we can share something so costly as a vaccine, we should be able to share all the other necessities in life. But giving out of vaccines is a symbol of how sharing can be accomplished if we are motivated enough. At the G20 meeting, uh, the UK Prime Minister made, made it very central that the vaccines for the COVID-19 must be made available to all. And with World Health Organization, the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness and Innovation, and the Global, Global Alliance for Vac Vaccines and Immunizations, the COVAX and the COVAX, one of the goals is to make sure that every person on this planet Earth will get the vaccine. And the three groups focusing through COVAX is really an example of what humanity can achieve. Emmanuel, we have a few hands raised. Would you like to take those now? Sure. Okay. Uh, Diane Aldrich. Yes, hi, thank you. Um, I have a million more ideas now that have been <laughs> listening to these comments. Um, but on uh, just to respond to the first question, in the prophecy of the seventh fire of the Iroquois nation, uh, the First Nations people of the Americas, it is said that we're in a time uh, of choice between the path of materialism and the path of spirit. And as I reflect on this question, if one is in relationship with their personality, then clearly they're gonna be devoted to the path of materialism. If one is in relationship with their soul or their spirit, they will be devoted to the path of the plant or the path of light. And in order to interpret and explain some of these current world events, I had asked the fire in ceremony um, about this coronavirus, this human situation during the pandemic. And it said, when we give our attention to the fire, which would be to the plan, to the light, um, to love, then the coronavirus will go away or disappear, symbolic of many other human, all other human crises that we find ourselves in now uh, in the past and in going forward. So as I reflect, uh, what, what jumps out as significant to me is that 
this uh, extension of relationship moves into devotion. And these two are uh, quite related. And so the first thing is to choose who we're going to or what we're going to be in relationship with. And then our devotion will naturally flow from that choice. Thank you very much. Thank um, you. There's two more hands, Emmanuel. Do we have time for those? I'm ready. Okay. Maybe just those two comments and then we'll close. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jana, I think I, if I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Jana or Jana? Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. My name is Jana. It's pronounced oh, sorry. Jana. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Um, thank, firstly, I'd like to thank everyone for, for their wonderful contributions and thoughts on this question. And I just want to contribute that to the last half of this first question in helping us to interpret and explain current world events and the human situation. During the pandemic crisis and any crisis that we look at, I find it very helpful to look at what are the positive outcomes of this crisis? What is happening that is an example of, of, of human growth and the, the, the growth of love and, and, and learning and, and positive outcomes, rather than just focusing on the apparent disaster. Uh, look at the good that's coming out of the situation. And I find that very helpful in, in um, being able to understand what's going on. Very simple comment. I hope that helps someone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Yana. Uh, last hand raise is um, Marie Bates. Oh, sorry, Marie, I, I lowered your hand instead of unmuting you. Okay. Marie, are you there? Yes, hi. Okay, there we go. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Hi everyone, yes, this is Marie Bites here, Marie France, exactly. Look, um, just to, it's, it's a statement, it's not a question. Um, I like what Emmanuel has described at the beginning of all these organizations which have participated globally in the vaccine. And for me, the result was this morning when I went to get the, my first vaccination and uh, the conclusion of the chain of, of work and people who have put their work was all the people involved this morning in, the, in giving the vaccines, uh, the, doc, the nurses, the students from the universities who were there trying, making sure people were well. It, it, it's a fascinating and I just thought about when it started, how it started and now the vaccine is being given. And all these people working with uh, love and coordination in order that everybody gets vaccinated. Uh, for me, it was uh, I came out. I must say uh, a little bit uh, happy and emotional because of all the love and light and work which has been put in this creation of the vaccine. That's all I have to say. Thank you for being with you all. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Michael. I think we have come to the end and upcoming meetings are the Festival of Aquarius, Wednesday, January 27 at 6.30 p.m. The 2021 moon charts and meeting information area available are available at www.lucistrust.org slash full moon. And so we see you all at the Festival of Aquarius. God willing. Thank you. Goodbye.